and my friend Sadie Brockmeyer is in with me this morning. We like to try to get together that third Monday of the month just to let you know. Sometimes we get into February and sometimes President's Day throws us off and Sadie usually is like, okay, I'll try to come another time. She is very patient with me. But uh, needless to say, we are here now. And Sadie is from, by the way, Recovering Hope Treatment Center here in Mora. She is the president of that wonderful organization who is doing so many good things and helping so many people. So, Sadie, thanks for being in this morning. Hello. It's great to see you, by the way. It was. Usually when I go to Arizona in November, it's because I'm like, oh, I need to like get warmed up a little. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think it's warmer in Minnesota than it was when I was down there. It's, it's been kind of a unusual, for lack of a better term, uh, of weather, certainly, that we've been having lately. But we are getting into a, a busy season, Sadie, um, in regards to a lot of things and busy in good ways and busy in bad ways. Um, and I know that mental health can really, uh, stru- people can struggle more so now at the holidays. And I thought maybe we could just talk about a few things and, and what you guys recommend and some of the sites and things that we can do to help ourselves. Yeah, one of the things that I was looking for was uh, some like tips and tricks or like an easy, I don't know, to-do list I, for the holidays. Something to turn to. Yeah. I think even if you're in the healthiest family system and you, uh, you know, aren't follow, what do they say, follow the deck the halls, not your family. Um, <laughs> even if you aren't in that mindset of uh, uh-huh. celebrating the holidays and Thanksgiving and everything from, you know, November through December, I think that there's like this mental stress that comes along with making sure that you have enough money in your bank account to give the gifts that you want to give or to pick up extra shifts to be able to do that. I know that um, there's a you know hard financial situation this year for a lot of families and being able to kind of navigate the stress of that and the weight of like what you feel like you need to be doing um, for the the holiday season and also just the dynamics. A lot of times this is your first year or first Christmas or first holiday without a loved one um, where it starts to bring up all the the feelings of grief that maybe were pushed aside for a little bit or, you know, not as encompassing, always still there, but Um, And so one of the things that I was looking up was uh, Hazelden had a really good article, and we're lucky that we have Hazelden right here in our backyard. They're awesome. They're one of those programs that if you go to California or New York or Texas and you ask them about a treatment center, it's probably the one that they're going to come up with. But they really emphasize, and I'll post it on our website, and I think uh, Rock and Robin can probably post it on the Quebec website as well, where it's being able to like hatch a plan to be able to get out of a situation too. So if you need to create an excuse or a code word or like even like a, you know, eye wink towards your (laughs) your partner if you guys are out of like, all right, I've had enough. We got to start exiting the door or even preparing like to say like, you know, this is a really hard time for me this year if I leave and having that conversation ahead of time with your family and friends before you get into those situations so that you have that exit strategy. Um, And then being able to kind of change that narrative that you have about what expectations you feel like you should. You know, we always talk about like keeping up with the Joneses. Maybe this is a good time to stay off social media or to uh, not look at what everybody else is doing, but just to focus on what what your family is doing. Because what we... 
we find is that kids, you know, think about like, do you remember what you got for Christmas, you know, 25 years ago? Or do you remember the feeling that you have? And so paying more attention on creating that feeling for kids and for family members. Um, I, there's also some information about like how to st- uh, stay sober during the holidays, but I'm going to talk to the people out there that are are serving the drinks at the holiday parties. Never ask somebody why they're not drinking. Oh I get gosh. this all the time as a 30-some-year-old woman of anytime I'm, you know, say no or decline to drink, they're like, you must be pregnant. And I'm like, what? Why, why is that the <laughs> well, connection? you know. <laughs> but being able, so like even if you're not in recovery, but right. just being able to have some mocktails available or some options of like, what would you like to drink? And um, offering, you know, whatever you want to be able to serve and then, you know, say like, oh, would you like a soda? I've got this. Or, you know, come up with a holiday mocktail that you can have for and the younger so peeps yeah. and also for for you, for those people that might not be choosing to partake in drinking. There's a lot of people out there that they call themselves so- sober curious, like I'm going to not drink this month and, and respecting that space. For Great people. idea. Yeah. And then so... What you're drinking and thinking, too, is another part of this, right, Sadie? I mean, as far as um, you were talking about thinking, you know, thinking ahead with that, I think the more you can pre-plan, going back to that, I think that's so important for people because you can go into situations, maybe emotionally you don't even realize where you're at, and this situation is your first foray Mm -hmm. after whatever has happened in your life. So when you go in... And it hits you like that. Maybe just in the back of your mind, have a little bit of a backup plan like you were talking about. Alcoholics Anonymous always has these old school kind of like tidbits or slogans. And one of the ones that I really like is bookending. And so they talk about going into a situation by talking to your support ahead of time and saying, all right, I'm headed to my mom's. I know it's going to be a <laughs> wild ride. I'm staying an hour. I'm leaving in an hour. I'm. They're all going to be drinking. I'm not, you know, where you get right. that support. And if I don't call you in an hour, you know that that support person, whoever it is, a lot of times in AA, it's your sponsor, but it right. can be your best friend. It could be a coworker, um, someone that you feel comfortable saying like, Call me in an hour. Get me out of there. Even if <laughs> even if I'm using your call as like, a, oh, I'm sorry, my friend's oh, car broke down in yeah. the middle of the road. I got to go get him. Exactly. Um, to be able to do that because a lot of times what we see is people make it through that stressful situation. They white knuckle it. Emotions are high. They get in their car. They haven't had a substance and they drive by the liquor store and they're like, oh, right. And so being able to kind of create a plan where you're checking in with someone before you go into a potential triggering situation when you leave and even more when you get home. And if you're able to, bring them with. Bring a person with that's going to be able to sit and support you in those situations. If there's some, if your family is a bunch of drinkers and you know that, find someone with some long-term sobriety to go with you. Um, and just being able to kind of navigate those things, not being alone, can be so important. Yeah, it's, it's such, it is such a tough time of year. There's so many things going on in people's lives right now. The world kind of feels a little bit like it's on fire with the war and with everything that's going on with Gaza and Israel. And you know what I mean? There's just... In the news stuff, too. So taking a break from social media, that's a really good suggestion because I do think that can really wear a person down. Make you it know? your New Year's intention. New Year's is like two weeks. So I still don't know how it's almost 2024. I know, I know it. 
I'm still stuck in 2020, but, uh, you know, put it as your New Year's intention. Like do a, you know, some people do like dry January and they set their intentions for the gym or, you know, eating healthy or drinking more water. Cleanse yourself with social media for a month. Uh, I have a couple of friends that have gone from their smartphones to flip phones, and I'm just waiting to see how long that potentially might last. Uh, <laughs> but the amount of times like you pick up your phone, um, when I am on paid time off or vacation, I try and take my email off my phone because, and then I still catch myself like picking my phone up and be like, oh yeah. I'm oh, not going yeah. to do that. You, know, yep, yep. you start to get into that mindset of paying attention to how many times you disconnect, not necessarily to like you know, work or to like find interesting facts, but just to like kind of zone out and and disconnect from what's going on around you. But that keeps you from being present with the people that care about you. And especially what I see is with kiddos, you know, being a grandma now, especially I watch the, the kids, grandkids running around doing things. And all of us, I'm guilty too. I'll pick my phone up, want to check something. And you can just feel that they're like, oh, really? So I'm, I'm trying to, as a grandma, make a mental note. And again, a reminder to parents, I know it's so easy, but they mimic us. And so as soon as they're old enough to have a phone, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing too, you know? And then we're losing that, especially this time of year. I think it's even more obvious that, man, we're missing out on that time. Yeah. My you son know? hid my phone from me the other day because he wanted me to play. He goes, it's just under my pillow. <laughs> I was Isn't like, that's sweet. But he just really wanted me to be present. Oh, so my So for gosh. me, that was like the reminder I needed of like, oh, yep, I get it. I get it. Absolutely. Is there right now? I mean, regardless of this time of year, I know Recovering Hope Treatment Facility, you guys continue to grow and change. And in 2024, what are you because I don't want to hurry into the next year, but it's coming, Sadie. What are you looking forward to, especially with Recovering Hope? Oh, man, we've got a lot going on. I know uh, it. But a lot of good things going on. And so one of the things that we continue to want to make sure that people, especially in our small community, um, understand is that you don't have to have a substance use to come to treatment with us. We really are about family treatment at any entry point. And so we have so many different things that are unrelated to like our residential program that a lot of our community knows us as women, women and children and pregnant women. And we're one of four in the state of Minnesota. We were just on um, Norma at the Quick Trip was trying to figure out what was happening because the last couple weeks ago, I kept going into the Quick Trip and grabbing the Star Tribune and like peeking at it. And then I'm like, put it back and then I'd leave. And she's like, mm, <laughs> what, what is up? What you doing? <laughs> um, but finally, I like saw that we were on the front page of the Sunday paper a couple weeks ago nice. talking about some of those challenges in Minnesota around just family che- treatment, child protection. It's online if you Google like addiction. Uh, I think it's like the state of Minnesota, these are their words, fails um, addiction uh, or uh, moms with substance use or something like that. Um, And they really talked about um, us being one of four uh, family treatment providers in the state of Minnesota and how that's not enough. And so we really, really uh, focus on that residential piece, but we also part of our Um, mission is to make sure that we can help families no matter where they're at in their um, challenges with life. And that might mean that it's a couple 
a couple that maybe isn't, you know, you were talking about like being a grandma. It could be grandparents being like, okay, we're in this different stage of life. Like, what does that look like? And being able to connect together and just kind of work through some of those milestones and life uh, life stages that we go through at times we just need some support and I love being able to have like a neutral person um, who gets to kind of take take in both and and not give advice but be able to help you guys uh, navigate your own relationship right. by giving prompting questions or you know I think there's a lot of uh, people are like I don't want someone to just say like Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me yes. more about that. How does that make you feel? Right, right. And yes, I've caught myself saying that a couple times as a therapist, but for the most part, <laughs> those aren't things that we say <laughs> in every time we meet. Um, or being able to help teenagers or kiddos that are going through a hard time, whether it's anxiety. Our world is created this sense, especially for the littles that, you know, didn't know anything other than being at home, right? Or having like a small group and then having them be back in everyday school, larger settings, um, you know, all the things that come with interacting after being, you know, so to speak, so sheltered for a couple of years. And we also um, do have some community services such as like adult education where you don't even have to sign up. You can come any Tuesday or Thursday from uh, 1 to 3.30 and be able to talk about, you know, your educational goals. Uh, it can be a GED program. It can be AccuPlacer to look at what you need um, to be able to get into um, a community college or a state school. And they had passed some funding starting this year to be able to go to school if you meet specific uh, income guidelines and a couple other check boxes that there's, uh, I don't know if it's funding or access or I don't want to say free money because it's taxpaying money, but um, there's access. There's availability. To avail- yeah. That's a good word. Availability. <laughs> availability for you to do some of those things. And so sure. being able to come and talk to the adult education teacher, Nancy, would be so great. We also, um, she is able to help you with your CDL classes too. So if you're looking at, you know, getting into that avenue of a career path and it's free and it's open to the community, you can pop in and just chat. It doesn't commit yet anything. You can come back if you want. You can choose not to. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, I really think is very helpful is on Tuesday nights at 5.30, we do have a family education group. And you can attend virtually. You can attend in person. And it's with our family therapist. And she provides education on what do I do if my loved one continues to use? What if my loved one doesn't want to go to treatment? What if my loved one's in treatment? Now what do I do when they're done? Um, And also just kind of talking about what boundaries do you want to set as a family? And that doesn't mean that you have to cut them off, right? There's this kind of mindset around, and I call it kind of a myth. It is. It is dangerous to to look at like, all right, I'm just not going to talk to them. I'm not going to communicate to them. I'm not going to give them any anything. I'm not going to hang out with them um, until they can get sober. And really looking at like the loss of time that we have with those individuals that are maybe doing the best they can and maybe – they are using, and maybe some days they're they're trying to stay sober, and those are the days that they want to meet up with you for coffee. 
And that doesn't mean that you don't set boundaries in those relationships, right? Like I've had uh, people using substances in my life and no way am I just going to give them cash or I'm not going to let them in my home, but I am going to find ways that I can support them, whether it's, you know, what can I drop you off uh, a Tupperware container of some extra food? Right. You know, where it's, you know, it seems like you're in a really down and out spot right now. Can I put gas in your car? Um, where you get to create those boundaries that work for you and your family that supports that person. But that doesn't mean that you have to just do the all or nothing approach. Sure. There's and, so many great suggestions. And, and Sadie, for somebody listening this morning that doesn't even know the location, why don't you say where you're at, give the website and a phone number so that somebody listening today that was not aware and is like, I really want some help here. Uh, how to get a hold of you guys? We are located right behind the Grand Event Center, and we are at 2031 Roland Road. You can give us a call at 844-314-4673 and be able to talk with Jody or Kathy that'll give you options and kind of work with you. If you're looking for a therapist, they can tell you a little bit about all of the ones that we have. So you're not just going in blindly. They'll walk you through the process. I like to say there's no dumb questions, and they are willing to answer all the quote-unquote dumb questions you might have, (laughs) right, where um, some people are like, oh, do I have to do this or this? And they also can connect people that are calling that maybe we don't have the right resource for them, but we, we know how to help you find those, right? resources um and recovering hope at recovering hope <laughs> dot life dot life that's really so important to remember so if you're online that's probably the easiest because the website is fabulous and all the connections are there so sadie brockmeyer my sweetheart i hope you have a wonderful holiday season and you and i will rendezvous in january how's that sound i will be back we'll make it a date for sure